Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy, uh, what day is it? Today's Bill? Wednesday. Halfway All through day. the week. It's over All the hump. day. Over the, over hump, the day. hump day. Yeah. Well, you know, I wouldn't know about over the hump. That would be something you'd have to ask Judge Ingeron about because apparently, uh, boy, never mind. Judge Ingeron <laughs> uh, is, uh, he's a bit of a rascal. Besides being a bit of a lunatic, he's a bit of a, uh, of a rascal. You and I both read the same story this morning. Uh, Bill, I'll he let you. I'll let well, you I'm do just, the honors. I'll let well, you. Ex- no. I mean, go ahead. It, it's, okay. Well, you're into the he, you're into the salacious stories. No, honestly. I'm not. But apparently, he dabbles his gavel uh, <laughs> into the secretaries of the opposing counsel, which helps. Did you him, say? Uh, did you say he dabbles his gavel? <laughs> yes, I did. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it's the guy's be one been of those married. shows, friends. The guy's been married multiple times, and you yeah. know what? That I I'm not gonna. I'm not going to sit hey, there. Hey, with a face like, with a face like his, are you surprised? Oh yeah, women are women are beating the path to his. Oh, uh, they bench. sure are out and of his so courtroom, right? And they're they're there, and uh, it seems that he has an attraction to secretaries of the opposing counsel. Oh, I'll uh, be- <laughs> <laughs> folks, and, but, if if this weren't a real story. It no, would be preposterous. This is a comedy show, but yes. that's the ga- uh, that is the Ingeron comedy show. Yes. So here it is, and you know there were even questions of uh, some uh, indiscretions with him mm-hmm. uh, during uh, the Trump case. Yes. And uh, oh no no you can't talk about that. Oh, no, no. you can't yeah, mention yeah, the yeah, fact that he was uh, dabbling his gavel. No no his his uh, gavel dabbling affairs should be totally. Off the record. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, that's that's his own personal mm-hmm. business, and that's the way it goes. Even even if he has already a predetermined judgment, and right. he just gets, you know, stuff information that he's not supposed to have be privy to, you know, through intimate uh, connections. You know, folks, this is a guy Jeez. who came down with a judgment of three hundred and fifty-five million dollars. I heard them say yesterday that after all the penalties. It'll be more like four hundred and fifty-five uh, million dollars, which, by the way, is um, almost half a billion. What's a few hundred? A few? What's a few more million? Right. Well, they want a trophy. They want Trump Tower. They want to seize it. I heard that. Yeah. You know, she to... came out yesterday uh, on camera and yes. uh, said, "Hey, if he doesn't cough up the money, we're going to seize Trump Tower. His, we're going to seize uh, his assets." Well, let me ask you a question. So they seize that building. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a, a thing about appraisals. All right. They're saying, well, $355 mm-hmm. million. Dollars. Uh, that, that building's worth over a billion dollars. Right. Several billion dollars. And they're, how are they going to appraise it? From what I understand, by the way, she just can't go over and, you know, put a sign up saying it's ours. There's a whole legal process uh, involved. But yesterday, Trump was uh, on Fox. He did a, an hour-long program with Laura Ingram, and they talked about that. And, you know, Fox uh, is not a big fan uh, of Trump, but I, I have to admit it was a, a really informative and entertaining hour, and Laura Ingram did a great job as the MC. And um, But they asked specifically about you know, seizing properties and stuff like that, and, and Trump said, you know, uh, I got the money. It doesn't mean he can have it. And I thought to myself, whoa. I mean, I guess his attorneys have a plan that we're not aware of, 
there's a process involved that I, I'm not aware of, but he didn't look terribly um, concerned that they were going to be able to seize and essentially steal his stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, th- I mean, this uh, Letitia James, what I, I, I find amazing, I find so much amazing about this case. When you read the story, uh, Letitia James, before she was elected, was doing videos about how she was going to go after Trump and how right. she was going to bury Trump and how she was going to ruin Trump. And she would laugh with her supporters like it was a big joke. And then she ends up getting elected and she starts to do this stuff. They, You can't tell me they didn't cherry pick this Angeron. This Angeron, if you look at his history, my God, he, he, he is a, 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 he's a, a politician more than a judge. He is, yeah. He's a Democrat more than he is uh, a, a, a legal expert, a legal scholar. The picture, the videotape when the case started, you remember when he was sitting behind the bench, Bill, and he takes off his glasses and he kind of giggles towards the camera like, uh, oh, I'm on camera, and he giggles, and he's really relishing the attention that he's getting, and I'm thinking, doesn't this guy know that, look, you're the judge in one of the biggest cases right now in the country, so maybe what you should look is intelligent and dignified, not like some buffoon uh, gaveling oh. his, dabbling his gavel, uh, you know, uh, in the, in the courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, Bill, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? If it ends up on some other news outlet, We'll know where it came from, yes. We, <laughs> yeah, we, That's the truth. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this guy uh, has a predilection to uh, messing around. Uh, Engeron, he's not a, the most honorable guy. Heck, his sexual uh, preferences aside, uh, the mere fact that he did such a, a lousy job on this case, such a, a uh, an evil job on this case, tells me all I want to know about the guy. You know, oh, yeah. even if you don't like Trump, folks, and we played uh, the expert from the Shark Tank, uh, who came oh, out? Uh, Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, he came out and he said, uh, you know, forget Trump. Trump aside. Uh, he's he has killed business in New York with this decision, and not just New York City. Well, New York State. Here's what's gonna, you know what? Just remember Angeron's face. Right. Remember Letitia's face. Yes. Because when New York, remember when New York was bankrupt, mm-hmm. and they were talking, they were making movies. You know, Escape from New York. Oh yeah. It became a big penal colony. Mm-hmm. Everybody made fun of New York because it was in the hole. Right. And they put themselves there. These two have single-handedly dug the biggest, deepest, damnedest hole for New York to oh. sink into, and they're pulling the dirt in on top of them. And as far as, uh, you know, uh, the, the dabbling gavel uh, goes, um, you know, I, I think we, what was it, Ray Charles did a song back in the day. Did he? I think it was Ray Charles called Doing the Mess Around. I know he did. That would hit, be the, I, I know he did Hit the Road Jack, which would, which I think would be appropriate, too. Uh, for but, Jack Smith, it, actually, is who that's yeah, for. Who was his, his, that's true. His, but, his case has been put on hold for a little bit now, and you, you got to wonder what's going on with everything. When Ron goes, when he goes out to uh, lunch one day and he finds out that they don't have his favorite food, uh, because the trucks didn't deliver it, it's on him. You see, that's the other thing that's going to happen because of this. A lot of oh, truck the drivers are already have, doing it. Yeah, yeah they're saying, said, enough. You. Yep, enough is enough. Uh, I, one of the truckers now, said, wait. look at, we're, 
we are not obligated to deliver into New York City. They said it's expensive. The roads are difficult to maneuver in when you have a big rig. The penalties, if you have a problem, they ticket you or something like that, are astronomical. Well, it's it's not everywhere. It's not friendly to the truck driver. They said so. Not going into New York is not going to be a big deal for us. And, but it's going to be a big deal for New York. The guy said if 10% of the truckers who go into New York fi- uh, find themselves not going into New York, that'll be enough to put the pinch on the city. They'll feel the heat when they're not getting their stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. There's, uh, w- what's going on? Well, mm-hmm. you know, with, with uh, New York uh, and the truckers, because uh, the truck dri- drivers are saying, no, they're not going to go, and the union's backing Trump, too, in the election, right. from what I understand. But mm-hmm. doesn't BlackRock uh, own um, some of the trucking companies? Some of them, yeah. But a lot of these guys are independents. They sign contracts with... Well, yeah, with, they go know, hook companies. up to a trailer, and that's yeah. it, and then brum, brum, there they go. So all of a sudden, but, they'll, they'll, they'll just take a job that's not in New York. You know. So they're going to be hiring a lot of scabs to go into. Well, you know what they could do? The National Guard. You get the National Guard to well, drive. Yeah, they have to. They well, yeah. they could do the National Guard, but if they don't want to do it, you know, the, immigrants need jobs. I mean, we're giving them driver's licenses oh without jobs. I got a story. We put them my, on the road driving a truck. My very next story is interesting. Yeah, and I got to talk to you about this. This is this. Oh, I was thinking goodness. about this last night as I was trying to fall asleep. You know, this. Right. I don't know about you. But I'm not sleeping anywhere near as well as I used to. Who the hell can? I mean, I got a call late last night. And, uh, you know, usually they go to bed early. I mean, what are you doing up? Well, I couldn't sleep. I well, okay. I, I mean, I, I was up at 5 o'clock, about 5 minutes of 5 this morning. And I figured I'm, I might as well stay up. I'm, I'm up now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've done this day after day recently. And I wake up thinking about what's happening in our world. Our world is so screwed up right now. But one of the things I was thinking about, did you hear about this? A chaotic scene kicked off around 11 o'clock last Thursday when police responded to reports of a man causing a disturbance at a shelter on Randall's Island. It's, they have a tent city out there on Randall's Island in New York. Um, upon arrival, officers observed a male who was involved in a verbal dispute with security guards and acting in a disorderly fashion. So they went to, to, to calm him down, and he wouldn't be calmed down, so they broke out the handcuffs. When they broke out the handcuffs, a lot of these other, and it seemed like they were all guys, like military-age guys, they started throwing stuff at the cops. And before you know it, what was one guy being arrested becomes this Big scuffle in this tent city. And, and I was thinking yesterday, coincidentally, I was thinking, nobody's telling us how this story ends. I mean, uh, okay, so we get them here, and you bus them to these cities, and you put them in these makeshift shelters. Where they, now, now, where do they go from there? Where do they, how long do they stay in these tent cities? And uh, do they get jobs? Do you just allow them to have jobs? And, you know, and, and the other thing is this. When they get a job, they're taking a job from a U.S. citizen. Whether you, whether you want to believe it or admit it or not, they're still taking a job from somebody who's done all the things right. You know, they've, they've been a citizen, they've participated, they've paid taxes, and they need work, you know? Right. I, and the other thing that I, 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 it irritated me yesterday as I was trying to fall asleep was that 
you know, we have a lot of homeless veterans out there in the whole country. There's a lot of guys who've had, they've had issues, some of them, but some of them just can't, you know, can't make life work for them. And they're stuck and they're homeless. And they're, you see them living on streets. And I'm thinking, why is it that they have to live on the streets, the guys who wore the uniform for our country, and these strangers who have not even made any commitment of any kind to our country. I mean, they haven't sworn an allegiance to the United States. They haven't done anything that says, I love America first. None of that stuff. Yeah, you may say, well, they came here. No, they could have come here for a lot of other reasons, too. You know? But Mm -hmm. why is it that they get a shelter, they get housing, they get food, they get a stipend? In New York, Bill, you just mentioned yesterday they're going to give them $10,000 credit cards. Well, now the, the the money has gone up. The mayor wants to give them now $15,000. Oh, my God. What and a that difference might be a above day and makes. beyond the credit card. I don't know. Yeah. Where, where in the hell is all of this money coming from? Well, it's coming from taxpayers. It's coming from people, those you know, hardworking U.S. citizens who have paid their taxes. And by the way, when they're giving that money to those strangers, they're taking it away from something else like fixing the roads or doing extra maintenance on the sewer system or fixing the uh, subways, or whatever, something that that was allocated to is not going to get the uh, maintenance that it deserves. It's going to Well, you know, we're giving away a lot of money. We're giving away a lot of money. Student debt cancellation is, uh, what, $138 billion? You know, we're giving billions of dollars to the immigrants. You know, we've got a now big uh, big problem now is uh, crossing the border, which has been are Chinese immigrants. Oh, big time. Now now we're talking about in the tens of thousands in just the past few weeks alone. Yep. So, you know, they're flooding in, you know, and we're giving them all money. I mean, so we're not talking billions. We're talking money that gets into the trillions. You know, we are becoming illegal immigrants in our own country, so we deserve That's something true. too. Why, not, why doesn't the government, you know, if they want to get my attention, wipe out all my debt? Hey, listen. I heard a border guard say, hey, you know, initially, initially I, could, I could speak Spanish to these people and communicate and, and find out what's going on and what their needs were. But I can't, I can't speak Chinese. So these people are coming across the border, and they don't speak English, and he doesn't, well, and they don't speak Chinese. So they're, they're coming across, and they can't communicate. You, you, know? have, you have... Uh, you have nationals coming in from, well, many different places, and all of them have different languages. None of them speak English, and we don't speak. If, if somebody speaks Spanish, good for them. Um, I might know a little bit, but I don't know enough to what I'd call get along. I know a little German, don't know enough to get along. But all of a sudden, if you've got, uh, if you got you know, foreign worlds all converging here, and I have no problem with the people. Mm-hmm. But the simple fact is, every country has got a uniform language, or pretty much, you know, you, you know, even even, right, uh, even Canada, they might have two languages, French and and English. But here, it's it was always English. Now it's English. There's Chinese, no melting pot anymore. Swahili. They used to call know. us the Great Melting Pot. There's no Great Melting Pot anymore. No, no it's the, clumps. It's yeah, lots it's, of clumps. It's not melting. There, you know, it yeah. is, and what's happening is 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 uh, they expect you 
to learn Spanish. Barack Obama said a, a few years ago, well, you're going to have to learn Spanish. You know? Well, you're going to have to get a life, Barack, because you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's pulling. I said this. it. I'd tell, he, I would he say is, it to his face. He is pulling the strings right now. You know that. He and, and his his minions are uh, making the decisions, and Joe is just stumbling around, uh, just glad. Stumbling, bumbling Joe, yeah. He, oh, I read something interesting. What is Joe's middle name? Oh, I did too. Robinette. You're going to talk about the Civil War? About Lincoln? Well, yeah, because apparently his great-great-grandpappy uh, killed a man. Yeah, he stabbed did. Stabbed him. Yeah. Sliced him up, sliced and diced him, and kept on going. Want me to read the story, though? I got it right here. Street, well, I was just going to say, Joe is kind of named after <laughs> uh, a murderer. And you know what? You know, they say things run in the family. I'm just saying, that's all. Historian David Gurleman wrote in the Washington Post on Monday that Biden's great-great-grandfather, Moses J. Robinette, was pardoned by President Lincoln after being charged with murder following a particularly violent incident. Uh, he discovered the shocking details after reviewing 22 pages of a court-martial transcript. The charge came after a Robinette uh, got into a brawl with yeah. fellow Union Army civilian employee John J. Alexander on March 21, 1864, in the Army of the Potomac's winter camp in Virginia. Gurleman reports during the fight with Alexander, Robinette pulled out a pocket knife and slashed the man several times before others stepped in and stopped the carnage. It doesn't say, by the way, in this article whether the guy died. You know, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe he did die and I just didn't see it. Robinette was arrested afterwards and was charged with intoxication, causing a dangerous quarrel, disturbing military discipline and order, and making an attempt to kill. The, uh, oh, this, there you go. He did, yeah. So he didn't die. Attempted murder. So, uh, But the point is he wanted to kill him. <laughs> it wasn't... Yeah, the, you know, the want you know, and whatever. So he, he, much he like got Joe, away with it. Much like Joe, he was a he was criminal who, to, who couldn't perform totally, you know? Yeah, he's trying to kill America. Although I think Joe's doing a better job oh. of killing America than, uh, you know, his predecessor, Robinette, did towards the man. But had they let him finish, he would have done the job because he was going to town, from oh, what yeah. I understand, with the knife. <laughs> he's going having fun at it, too. And is Joe not having fun at screwing up the country? But, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what they said? Lincoln, uh, I guess some officers who looked at the case said that Robinette really had a, he shouldn't have been prosecuted like he was. And they said because the guy he attacked was a much bigger man. And, you know, and, and he really and truly uh, should have been able to handle the situation by himself. And apparently Lincoln saw the case that way too. And that's why he gave him a pardon. Well, yeah, but that, well, I would say that Lincoln made a mistake there because yeah. I, I don't care if you take on someone bigger than you or smaller than you. Simple fact is, if you're the aggressor, you're the aggressor. And uh, Well, you know, know Lincoln, Lincoln had a few other things on his hands at, at the time, like yeah, uh, tell you. ending the Civil War. You know, that, that thing was probably thrown on his My, desk, and he figured, ah, let him go. I got other things I got to take care of. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that that, that was kind of uh, crazy. But I do, it makes me wonder about the immigration thing. You know, that uh, when I step back and look at uh, Joe Biden and everything bad that he's done, 
I think of a place where I once worked and I, I came in to fix things that a guy did that, you know, took a job and, and this guy, everybody was praising him. I'm going, you guys, are, your ship is sinking and you're praising this guy. And what he would do is he would create chaos, create mistakes and problems so that when it reared its head, he, he knew what the problem was. He created it. Yeah. So he would go in and fix it. And everyone, oh, thank you. Thank you. Man, if we didn't have you, well, yeah. God only knows where we'd be. I'm sitting well, there going about 10 or 20 steps ahead. This bastard's tripping you all the way. That's what Joe has been doing since he got into office. He, increased, he, he, he creates the inflation, and then he, he knocks it down a few percentage points and says, we're bringing inflation down. Well, hey, Joe... Uh, you started it. Uh, oh, we're taking care of the border situation. Of course, we removed all the security on the border when we got in, so we created yeah. the problem. You know, he creates, 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 blames, 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 and then he goes back and corrects what he he broke in the first place. That was him. Go back and just do a quick, simple analysis, and you're going to go. This this sob <laughs> is sitting here breaking everything, blaming it on Trump. You know, the border situation is not Trump's fault. It's his. The economy is not Trump's fault. It's his. The lack of gas and the the the, the, the energy crisis here, not Trump's fault. It's his. You remember, uh, remember my on and on. Mayorkas, right, was asked about Trump's uh, remain in Mexico policy, a very mm -hmm. simple policy. He said this. What about reinstituting the remain in Mexico policy? That is something that you terminated. Do you regret terminating it, given that migration has increased in the wake of that? And are you considering reinstating it, working with Mexico to do that? A few things about Remain in Mexico. First of all, it depends upon uh, Mexico's agreement. And Mexico has articulated publicly that it will not allow the, the re-implementation of Remain in Mexico, number one. Number two, it's been challenged in the courts. That's the impeached uh, Alejandro Bayorkas. And understand something, okay? With President Trump, it wasn't a matter of going to courts. It wasn't a matter of getting Mexico's permission. What Trump said was this. If you don't do something, we're going to increase, like, the tariffs on everything that you import into our country. Everything that you export from Mexico into the U.S., we're going to put a 25% tariff on it. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, yes, I can do that. Uh, I won't do it if you consider the uh, remain in Mexico situation. Oh, sure, they can stay here. No problem at all. So when you hear Mayorkas make it sound like it's some kind of a big deal, it's because they don't want to reinstitute the policy. It's as simple as that. It's mm -hmm. not a big deal. They don't want to have people stay in Mexico. They want them to flood the gates. Of course they do. Hey, remember yesterday we uh, mentioned that... Uh, Grocery prices will be going up yeah, probably in the next week or yep. something like that because supply chains, and I guess where they get everything. Apparently, a story that's uh, just popping out or popped out yesterday uh -huh. uh, is uh, major supermarkets uh, drop Pepsi and Lay's for too high prices. Apparently, now, you know, the thing is, oh, it's costing us all, you know, supply and all yeah. that. So, like, a major European chain just sat there and said, PepsiCo products, gone. Off the shelf. Really? Now, this is in, this is in Europe, Bill? This is not here, uh, right? From what I can see, it's in Europe, but it's going to happen here because, you know, the story that I talked about yesterday means was saying it's going to happen in the next week, and PepsiCo's big. You know, Pe Pepsi talks about how, how much they're beating Coke and all of that. Yeah. But PepsiCo owns 
I think they own Wendy's. They own Taco Bell. They own Kentucky if they, Fried Chicken. If they don't, they did. I know they owned a lot of those things. You're right. Yeah, well, if you try, I love to go to Taco Bell, but now, you know, I mean, a bag of tacos is 30 bucks. I'm going, eh, I don't want a taco I, I just read where a, a Big Mac meal was yeah. 18 bucks. A Big yeah, Mac that's meal. That's yeah, 40 bucks uh, for the son and I. If we uh, want to go and get, you know, fast food it, forget yeah. it. And then if you if you Uber eats it, you know, well, add that on there too. <laughs> plus tip is like, wait a minute. I could have gone to Ruth Chris's Steakhouse and had a nice steak and, you know, a little, uh, little pour of wine to go with it and about the same price. You know, I'm so wait a second. Going, wait, if I got this right, um, you are spending much more to feed your son, uh, you know, an average dinner, nothing special, McDonald's, fast food. But the illegals who come into our country they are eat eating for free. Yes, they eat free. And, you know, and, and your cost of things, orange juice, wow. all the staples, are going up in the next week. I'm just saying, seeing this headline right here is just dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Yeah. That, you know, get ready to bend over, grab your ankles, and kiss your butt goodbye because everything is going to go through the ceiling. Hey, before I forget, I wanted to play this. Uh, Elena Hamba was talking about uh, the verdict, you know, the uh, decision. Uh, I think she was on with Sean Hannity. All right. And uh, she uh, didn't sound terribly depressed. Listen. What are my grounds on appeal is a better question. Uh, where do you begin? I mean, we could start with all the things we talked about, Rob, over the past six months on these cases, in this case in particular. Uh, we saw a completely bipartisan um, situation become absolutely toxic and un-American. Gag orders placed on attorneys where we couldn't put things on the record. I still have that gag order in place, so does the president. Um, you know, he the judge here ignored the statute of limitations limitation that was put in place by the appellate division that reversed him. There are witnesses, everyone, who said there was nothing done wrong, including Deutsche Bank, including Zurich, who still works with the Trump organization. Listen, while I understand it was the intent uh, of the uh, Democrat-funded uh, AG to try and put Trump out of business, it's just not going to happen. And that's probably devastating to her. And, um, you know, that's unfortunate. But even with this ridiculous verdict, which frankly, in my opinion, makes the intent and the political motivation very loud and clear here uh, we will win on appeal and it, things will be reversed because there were items that should never have even come into this trial um, as you know we lost on summary judgment before we even walked into the court and it was a damages trial much like the Carroll case and it's insane but the insanity makes it easy to appeal um, it doesn't make it right but as uh, a person involved I can tell you that the appellate record will be hefty Credit where credit is due. That wasn't Sean Hannity's show. That was Rob Finnerty on uh, Newsmax. And right. uh, But she said, um, where do I begin? I got a ton of stuff that I can appeal this case on. you know. And I think she does. I, I think that in a fair appellate case, it'll be thrown out, this whole decision. But yeah. they will have gotten their, uh, their mileage in the press. The press will have, by the way, if it gets thrown out, Mark my words, the press will basically ignore it, you know. And if it's thrown out, the appellate court will be made to look in the eyes of the press as being the ones who are wrong, you know. Yeah. 
Well, you know, the the one thing that uh, they're not going to ignore, the press I'm talking about, you know, besides all the judgments against Trump, which all, you know, like planes coming in for a landing, you don't think that's odd that they're doing all of this and yeah. the whole nine yards. But the one thing that really chagrins them is his truth uh, social, his uh, electronic media deal oh. and the merger. Uh, <laughs> because USA Today, big headline, he is about to rake in a $4 billion payday. <laughs> it has to be driving them nuts. Okay, So they're trying to bankrupt him, yeah. and he's sitting there making... 10, 20, 100 fold the money that they want to go after. And I, you know, you sometimes get a little jealous how some people have that formula to make money and they just know how to do it. Yep. Trump is one of those people. And you sit there and go, oh, I don't want to hear about Bill, what's he going to make on the now, sneakers? Oh, that's uh, that's probably another billion dollars. But <laughs> that that is a long lived that will carry on through his life. Well, definitely Joe Biden's life, Pelosi's life, his life, his son's life, because that is something that has been going on for decades, decades. Yeah. And it's going to go on for decades. There is a market for it and the mar the market only grow grows. So, <laughs> uh, they're there. As a matter of fact, even, De uh, Kevin O'Leary that was on here, he's talking about, the you know the the digital world yeah. world and the electronic media not media so much but the electronic world and transactions yep that is where you have to hedge and that's where he's going and i'm sitting there going these buffoons these fools but it's all a power trip it, this is a democratic power trip I mean, when I saw Pelosi sitting uh, sitting there, you know, in a drunken state, spitting out her false teeth, going, "We can't, we can't let Trump back in the yard. We can't even let him close the, 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 the We have to do everything and anything to, to, to keep him out." Well, and that is actually what she said. Um, I don't have the wig to look well, like. Well, actually, you, actually, Bill, this is what she said. Putin is probably the richest person in the world. Oh, yeah. The richest person in the world. Forget all these ratings that people have. The richest person in the world. He's also the most, well, not the most evil, stiff competition for that honor, but nonetheless uh, among the top three or four most evil people in the world. What does he have on Donald Trump that he have to constantly be catering to Putin? Telling Putin, go into these countries, NATO countries. NATO was there to stop Russia, to keep Russia out. They have been successful for nearly 75 years. We will celebrate that uh, security success. And then we have, what's his name? She, I usually have him nameless, saying um, he doesn't support NATO and, and uh, uh, invite, encouraging Russia to invade NATO countries. He, he who shall not be named, I know Voldemort well, so there's another guy kind of like him. What do you think, we're all wondering this question, Speaker Pelosi, what do you think Putin has on him? I mean, it sure seems like something, as you've said a few times, given that he refuses to criticize him, that he seems to be a fanboy of him. Are, are you worried well, you at know, all? Uh, okay. during the Mueller... Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Well, go ahead. First of all, first of all, we must be sure that he does not step one foot into the White House, not as president or not as anything.
He has brought disgrace to the White House, to these presidents. I talked about George Washington. It's also President's Week for uh, Abraham Lincoln. When Abraham Lincoln died, it was embroidered in his coat that night at that theater. One country, one destiny. And he gave his life to unify our country. And now we have someone who had the honor of serving in the White House, didn't consider it an honor, didn't consider his oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution. And on this week, speaking out the way he did about Navalny shows you that he is a person without values. He looks like he's going to be a person without dollars either, but the values are what concern us. Yes, the, the dollars. So I don't know what he has on him, but I think it's probably financial. I think it's probably financial, either something financial he has on him or something on the come. You know, they, they asked Trump last night uh, about Nancy Pelosi, mm. and his answer was, he said, I, I know Nancy Pelosi, and I can tell you she's highly overrated. And I thought that's that's pretty nice. I mean, that pretty pretty that, well sums nice it up. That's a nice way. Of, yeah, yes. that sums it Highly up. Highly overrated. You know, interesting though, Pelosi. You know, you, you, there's like, I when I was a kid growing up in California, uh, California was kind of like the forgotten land and really didn't have a lot of say in the political arena. It is it is weird. It's like the California mafia with the Pelosi's and the Feinstein's and the the list goes on and on even down to Newsom, that they've kind of taken with their, their lefty liberal controls over the government. And, uh, you know, it, it's just besmirching to me. But, you know, speaking of Newsom, you know, his, uh, his state is, well, I thought it was $36 billion in debt. Apparently that's a misspeak because that's not the number. No, actually... Uh, try more like seventy-six billion dollars is now what they're saying. But they and don't. This care. guy could be the litter. Le- the litter. Yeah, he could be. Uh, that too. Uh, he could be the leader of the free world, if you want to call us. He could the, do the to world. the United States what he's done to California. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Could you imagine if he were to uh, be instituted in place of Joe as the uh, president, and let's say they get rid of Kamala and put in Hochul? You know, oh man, you, that's a one-two punch. Yeah, that's that's the 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 two anchors on each side of the country. As they would say, that is the piece de resistance. Yeah, that's the cream on the uh, ice cream. That is the cherry on the top of the cream on the Sunday. Holy smokes! I think that about some. But you know what? You, you're going, oh, Bill. You're joking. No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> uh, it's there is a possibility. Well, of you it. know, he went out yesterday, uh, the week, day before yesterday. He flew out to uh, California for a, quote, fundraiser, but uh, he was there longer than he needed to be, Joe did, and there's mm-hmm. speculation that he was out there uh, discussing uh, the transition from his campaign to maybe Gavin Newsom's campaign for the presidency. So, Well, you know, see, Gavin might have a problem getting the delegates, um, you know, so they're probably going to, you know, finish finish all the primary in around, and that's it. From what I hear, it is is that if if Joe were to drop out now, mm-hmm. uh, his delegate his delegates would be undecided, und- they would be unclaimed, and and I guess when they go to the convention, they can then go to a candidate. So maybe Joe can't hand his delegates to Gavin, but yeah. they can at the convention 
at that point, declare for uh, Gavin Newsom. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So let him go through and gather up the delegates. And then they'll just, you know, Joe goes, well, uh, I'm feeling a little tired. Um, Or he suddenly (laughs) drops or whatever, and they hand over those delegates. Now, Kamala would think, well, I'm next in line. I'm sorry, Kamala. No, but, your, um, your, your bus has come and gone. You know? Yeah. You uh, know, and they asked Trump about uh, vice presidential picks yesterday. He said this. Um, when Biden ran, he pledged he was going to pick a female vice president in 2020. What qualities are you looking for in your vice presidential pick? Well, always the first quality has to be somebody that you think will be a good president, because if something should happen, you have to have somebody that's going to be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there. And he's been, he's been so great. He's been such a great advocate. I, I have to say, I don't. this is in a very positive way, Tim Scott. He has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign, and mm-hmm. he doesn't like talking about himself. But boy, does he talk about Trump. And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic, and he's a fantastic person. Uh, so no, someone, I who want somebody that can someone who can step into the role. Most importantly, you have to view that. You know, I got to tell you. I, I think Tim Scott is a, a great guy, but I don't think that he is the right choice for vice president, my own humble opinion. I think you need to have somebody a bit more dynamic. And Tim is a little too mellow. Uh, he'd be culture shock. Trump has already gone through this, by the way. With, with uh, Pence, you know, it was like coffee. It was like oil and water. You had Trump who was dynamic, and you had Pence, who was very Casper milk toast, and I think he needs to have somebody who's more like him. Uh, maybe well, uh, that's going to be hard to find. Hell, you know, I was going to say uh, Ron DeSantis, whether you like him or not, uh, yeah. he might be the choice, or even Vivek. Vivek well, is a dynamic young man. So they're all good. I mean, you know, or I got to tell might... you, I like Carrie Lake, I, and, and and she seems to have. Uh, Kind of falling off the radar a bit. Oh, don't count her out. No? No, don't count her out. She's still she's still out there making noise. I mean, they they but see now the thing is, you know, you've got two magnets that are alike, and they both draw the same kind of fire. So uh could you imagine if he if he mentioned they're already attacking her. Uh, they are they attack her fiercely. Oh, I know. Uh, she's very Trump. As a matter of fact, there's a story today. Apparently, she put out an olive branch to uh, uh, former McCain, John McCain supporters. Uh, I, I guess there's a uh, a rift between them. Of course, Meghan McCain doesn't like uh, doesn't like Carrie Lake, so she came out with a statement like uh, the B will have to wait a long time or something like that. And she didn't use B; she used the whole word. Uh, but I think Carrie Lake is dynamic. She knows how to handle herself in front of a crowd. She uh, is very photogenic. She is all the right things, I think. And she's also smart. She's all the mm-hmm. right things uh, to be a vice presidential candidate. Much more articulate. The kind of person who wouldn't embarrass you at conferences and meetings around the world, much like uh, Carmela does every time she uh, opens her mouth. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where this goes right now, Trump is ahead in, in, and I don't understand this bill. 
He's ahead in South Carolina by like 35 points, 37 points. But yesterday, uh, uh, they had this big, important press conference for Nikki Haley. It was a big deal, a special press conference from Nikki Haley. And everybody, all the media, because they're lapdogs, you know, you can throw them a bone, they will come. But it's the truth. They all raced with their cameras and microphones to be in front of Nikki Haley so that she could say in her most dynamic voice, I'm not getting out of the election. Honest to God, folks. I mean, everyone thought that she was going to announce her her leaving, dropping out. No, all she did was sucker them into giving her giving her free television time so she could say, nope, I'm staying in. And then she, by the yeah. way, at some point in the, in, the, in the talk, she starts talking about her husband, who I guess is in the National Guard. By the way, he, he's in his 50s, and I guess he decided, uh, I, I think I want to kind of re-up in the National Guard, go active for a while. And he's now, I guess, in the Middle East somewhere. And, yeah. and she, she tried to make it look, you know, this was her Hillary Clinton moment. You know, Hillary Clinton has gone down to southern black churches and tried to sound like she has the accent. I'm sorry, but she you know, cannot you know, fool a black person. Right, but she does. She does it. Uh, a lot of people do that. You know, Barack Obama doesn't have that southern black accent either, but when he went down to churches down in the south, you'd hear him put on the accent, and it's like, oh, gag me can with I a tell pitchfork. You something? But, can but, I tell anybody hang, something? Hang on one second. So— Yesterday, Nikki Haley gets gets out there in front of the crowd and the cameras, and she's talking about her husband, and her husband is overseas. Honest to God, Bill, that she did this, and she she tried to make it sound like she was she was crying, and and she tried to make it sound like she had tears rolling down her eyes, but she didn't. The cameras were looking at her, and there's an article right now in some of the uh, news sites that. She was trying to force it to look like she was in tears about her active duty husband, and it didn't work. The cameras were proof that she was just faking the whole thing, you know? And uh, so this is the kind of camp. Another story I read today about Nikki Haley, no matter how hard she tries, it's, this, is, uh, this is DOA. Her, her campaign is dead on arrival. Why she continues this? She's being funded by the Democrats, by the way, in case you didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, and you know what? She thinks she knows something that we don't know. Uh, she's got she's she's in cahoots with the Democrats. I yep. would believe that. And, um, you know, her fake tears, people are on to that. Hillary going down and putting on the Southern charm and talking little bit southern. I ain't no uh, I ain't no tired, you know. <laughs> you know she Yeah, yeah, I ain't no tired. Well, you know, they look, you're either from the south or you're not. Right. You either have the southern language or you're not. Even if you're transplanted in there, it's going to take a long time to even pick it up and the the natives will know, well, yeah, you you've got a southern twang to you, but you're from Texas, aren't you? You're from the Midwest, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. They know. Yes. So don't even try to pull the wool over their eyes because they'll sit there and they'll well, they smile are, you know, they, you. you have to admit that the people in the South are polite people. They will. They know all of what you're just saying. They realize that the accent is phony, that they're mm-hmm. being pandered to, but they won't embarrass the person who's trying to do it, you know? 
Oh, yeah. Even Carmela did it. You know, they all do it. They get on. It seems like the Democrats do it more than I don't think I've ever seen a Republican well, do it. Yeah, what I will tell these politicians, they will sip their mint, uh, their mint julep or whatever it is. I'm thinking if you're in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, and they'll smile at you and say, oh, that was very nice, and shake your hand, and they'll walk away. What an idiot. What, <laughs> what the, that's what they you know, say. Over the weekend, all though, their southern charm. Over the weekend, my wife and I uh, watched a classic on television, mm-hmm. one that cool. I hadn't seen, Cool Hand Luke. And, and there was one line in that movie that sums it all up and we we should use it in the cam- in the campaign here especially when it comes to the well, democrats what we have is a failure to what we have here is failure to communicate yeah. <laughs> that's the line you're right yeah well no it's a classic line and that's yeah. you know that's what this is all about you know it used to be we could agree to disagree but at the end of the conversation we came to an understanding and a compromise. There is no compromise. No. There is no understanding. We just disagree, and we're going to put up our dukes over it. You know, I I, uh, I hear a lot of people out there saying uh, uh, they're, they're trying to pressure. We talked about this yesterday a little bit. They're trying to pressure insurance companies to get gun information Guns. Yeah, from, from the average citizen. So if you have a couple of guns in your house— uh, that's your business, you know. Technically, under the Constitution, it's your business. But what they're trying to do in the Biden administration is they're trying to circumvent all that nonsensical legal stuff and force the insurance companies. Like, if you have homeowners insurance, the only way it'll really be in effect is if you uh, if you uh, tell them how many guns you have in the house, what kind of guns they are. <laughs> For all I know, they may want to know where you where you hide them. Uh, but the point is that they're circumventing the law, you know, to get what they want. They want to know who has the guns in the, now, by the way, the criminals, they're not going to tell them anything. No. And you know what? If you, if you insure the gun, uh, they're not going to give you the money for the gun because the laws have changed or the, you know, the, the sentiment has changed. Mm. You could be a legally bought gun and registered. Well, you're really not supposed to have a gun. I'm glad. Thanks for letting us know about it. We'll let the government know where it is because even right now, they don't know, even though you did a background check and that gun is on paper receipt and in a file somewhere, not in DC, but some gun shops, warehouse or garage and if they sell those that paperwork goes to hell in a handbasket so what i'm trying to tell you is there's probably an 80 percent probability that nobody knows about your gun but you yeah. and the lord and yeah. that's it unless you're out there flying hey look at well, this. that's if, if the biden administration gets their way they'll know they'll know uh yeah it's amazing. By the way, uh, do you know that Kansas City shooting, uh, you know, during the parade, during the Super Bowl parade, the yeah, celebration? Yeah. Well, uh, authorities have revealed two of the perpetrators responsible uh, for the shooting. Uh, they said 22-year-old Lindell Mays of Raystown, uh, Missouri, and 18-year-old Dominic Miller of Kansas City are facing charges. But there's also, I believe, two minors involved. But they're not... They're, they're dribbling the facts out to the media. They're not telling us the whole story, if you know what I mean. Right. And I'm thinking, why? You know, 
they won't give you the names of the miners, but they had no problem uh, giving out the name of Kyle Rittenhouse when he was 17 or remember Nicholas Sandman, the young kid who was standing on the steps of the uh, Lincoln Memorial minding his own business and that that troublemaker came up and started yelling and hitting a tom-tom in his face. And mm. the media, the media, because Sandman smiled, all he did was smile, the media jumped all over Sandman. The media right. tried to crucify the kid. Well, you know what happened? I, a lot of people don't realize this. When the dust settled, Nicholas Sandman and his parents sued CNN, NBC, the New York Times, Washington Post, and they all settled for millions of dollars. So when you look at Nicholas Sandman, he does have a reason to smile because he's now a very wealthy young man because of that incident on the step steps of the but the media, they're they're shameless. Do you think that didn't that didn't bother them one iota? They just keep on keeping on. But they had released Sam, they had released Sandman's name. I think he was like sixteen or seventeen. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was seventeen. They threw that name out, their names out instantly. But these kids in Kansas City, the miners, it's a secret. Don't tell anybody. They're underage. We have to protect them. Sure, they shot up twenty three people. Sure, they killed a. A young forty-three-year-old mother, radio uh, uh, air personality. Sure, they mm -hmm. killed her, but we have to protect the children. And we still don't know exactly the reason. Was it uh, a gang initiation? Was it a terrorist attack? You may say terrorist attack. Well, you don't know. I'm just saying we don't know anything about this case really, and we should. We should know about it. The other thing is this. What kind of ripple effect is this going to have in the future? Are you going to be, uh, if your team wins the Super Bowl, you're going to go to the Super Bowl parade next time around? I mean, when they won the Super Bowl in Pittsburgh, for example, they used to have these massive parades and the people came to town. Everybody had a great old time. It was a, a wonderful, it was a, it was a festive occasion. But because of this one little incident in Kansas City, is it going to change the whole landscape? Are people going to be... Too, uh, too dangerous to go downtown. You never know who's going to have a gun, you know? Uh, there's a lot of damage that is done in a situation like this that you don't see, you know? We see the young lady who is brutally murdered. We see the uh, other people who have been shot, including, by the way, 10 kids. 10 kids right. were shot. You don't hear about them. And, you know, you don't know how bad they were shot. Some may have been nicked. Some may be in critical condition. How do we know? Because they're not telling us diddly, you know, because everybody is, who runs these cities, for the most part, are Democrats, and they're all politically correct, and they put their foot on the necks of the police. They keep them from doing their job. Look in New York. You know, I'll bet you in that, we talked about this earlier, that fight that broke out in that tent city at Randall's Island in New York. Yeah. where the cops got into a brawl with these illegals, I'll bet you they're in trouble, not the illegals. I'll bet you when they go back, they have to explain why they got into a fist fight and an altercation with these troublemakers. Of course they do. I mean, the illegals can do no harm. I mean, they're future voters for the Democrats. 
and Isn't we're paying them down. Boy, yeah. So you know, you, you they're 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 the golden children. So just so you know, if yeah, you get it right. So apparently, a total government shutdown is uh, in the works. Oh, are you serious? Really? Total government? Yeah, the Republicans are saying that. Yeah, it may only be for a day or two, but uh, I hey, guess there's Bill, you know, when, when, you know what they say: when they're not doing the job, they're not costing us money. <laughs> you know, I mean, it yeah, might be well, a good thing. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, for how long? Who knows? I guess we'll see. But yeah, I guess we could be seeing a total government shutdown. News and the Democrats will be all over that. But the good news is, even though they're going to try to scare you is that things like Social Security payments will continue because they're automated. They're electronic. They happen. It'll keep, they'll, I, I, I checked on that, and it's not going to affect Social Security. Unless Biden trips over the But floor. they're going to want you to think it's going to. Don't be, don't be surprised if you see your favorite uh, politician well, get up there and say, well, we don't get back to having a Okay, a well, let's, just, let's just think about this for a second. Let's just say for some strange reason— uh-huh. Social Security payments shut off. Uh, entitlements and benefits all shut off mm-hmm. for everything. Well, you know? a lot of good people will be terribly hurt because there are a lot of seniors who rely only on the social. By the way, the Social Security payments in this country Suck. are friggin' ridiculous. You may say, "What do you mean? We're we're one of the we are the richest country in the world." And we're giving money to, to all these people around the world f- to fight wars and billions here and billions there. Or illegals there. here, yeah. If we but put that we money, don't take care of our own. But if we put money into Social Security, everybody could live so much better. You know, there was a, a private, there was a test run about 25 years ago in Texas. I think it was in Brownsville, Texas, where they said, look, it, we're going to give the people, the municipal employees of Brownsville, an option. They can either have Social Security or we can have this private uh, retirement fund. It'll be guaranteed just like Social Security. You won't lose anything, but it will be run privately. When it was all said and done, it was for a a certain determined length of time. The private venue gave the retirees like three times what they would have made in Social Security. So if you were making like $2,000 a month, these guys were getting 6000 a month from their investments in this private retirement fund. Well, as soon as that result came back, the government said, oh, to heck with this. We can't have people talking about this. They shut it down. Well, the difference is they ran it like a business. Now, if you could take right. these social programs and Social Security and run it and manage it like a business instead of, uh, instead of like a, uh, a social gumball mm-hmm. machine— uh, then um, it would be a different thing, but we don't do that. But the thing is, getting back to what we were just talking about, Bill, if we took all of the money that we blow well, constantly, yeah. all the money that is routed to all these different countries and all these kickbacks that go go to our American politicians who only make one hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars a year, yet all of them seem to leave millionaires. How does that happen? But anyway. If we put that money into Social Security, instead of getting maybe two thousand a month, people might get five or six thousand a month. Can you imagine if everybody got like maybe eight thousand a month? You know, all of a sudden they go from just making it to having a little extra, maybe a little something that they can square away. 
you know, people have put, if you looked at how much you put into Social Security over the course of your lifetime compared to what you're getting back, you know, most people don't, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't make it to 65. And a lot right. of and a lot of people don't make it much past 65. Well, go ahead. Bill. One thing about Social Security, originally when it was put together, they sat there and they, they gauged the retirement age yeah. based on the death age. So, okay, you reach re <laughs> retirement. Here's your Social Security. Good luck if you make it two years yeah. after that. And that's, that's basically what happened. But people started getting healthier, living longer, yep. and so that put a stress on it. And, of course, you know, Democrats, yes, Democrats, always looked at that money as a slush fund. It is not yeah. a slush fund to bail your ass out well, of look, your mistakes, look what they did. it is. Was it Clinton, I think, who said, uh, no, you can't have this money tax-free. No more. We've got to tax your Social Security. That's mm -hmm. It wasn't always taxed. It was once free money. And, of course— they improved the system by taxing you on that money. You, a lot of people don't realize that for a long time, Social Security was untaxable, you know? I think some of it still is. It depends on and no. states. Some do and some don't. I, I don't. No, I'm paying it is, taxes. It, it, is, it is taxable. You may have deductions. Oh, you yeah. may have deductions that, that counter it, but you are taxed on Social Security. I have yeah. to put money away every month on my Social Security. Because it's it's taxed. I have money withdrawn from my Social Security automatically, put aside so that it covers the taxes on on the. On oh, yeah, the I'm like, look, I'm retired too, and I look at that. I sit there and I go, uh, and my accountant let me know this is oh, a good year for you, and uh, you're going to get money back. But you know, because I have other things going on. But she also let me know that oh, by the way, you're if you don't have uh, a plan in place for this year and next year and beyond, you're screwed because. Uh -huh. <laughs> you got more income, you know, coming in over here than you got. Uh, uh, the you got, the government will figure out. Do you make a profit this year? Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yes. As a matter of fact, your, your loss is going to be doubled. Yes, oh. we'll take care of you. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, you hear about uh, what's happening over in the Red Sea region? The, the Houthis. I love that name, the Houthis. Uh, mm. they're, they're, they're the rebels from Yemen who've been... They've been trying to sink our ships, and they've been uh, knocking our drones out of the sky. We'll, we'll have like a $30 million drone in the air flying over Yemen mm -hmm. to try to figure, figure out what's going on. And they'll, they'll throw up like a, a bottle rocket with a, an explosive on the tip of it, knock it out, and bring it down. You know, I, I wonder, shouldn't, we, we, shouldn't that be an easy win for us, beating the Houthis in Yemen? You would think, right? And by the way, it was going to be a tiered uh, employment of our troop, of our military forces. It wasn't wasn't supposed to be a regular thing, but now I guess it's become a regular thing that we're we're fighting them almost on a daily basis. These Houthis, it, it's, yeah. it's it's creeping into something more than it should be, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. But uh, anyway, uh, that's a part of the world you have to pay attention to, and you know they're being backed up by. By Iran. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, I need to apologize for any hooties out there listening because uh, we forgot your special day. Well, uh, they have a special day? Well, I don't know if it's their day. It's Hootie Who Day. It was yesterday, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Hootie Who Day, where at noon you go outside and you yell, Hootie Who! 
Yeah, it, it's their day. <laughs> it was their day, and sorry, we didn't give a hoot. <laughs> uh, you you worked hard to get that one in. I can tell you. You, you had no, you to, mentioned uh, the hooties. I said, wait a minute. There's no, a holiday because yeah. we we used to always make fun of it in radio. Yeah. It was like, hey, it's hootie hoot day. Don't forget, at noon you got to go outside and go hootie hoo. And it, it, there is a day and. Um, so well, Bill, hootie Bill, high, we yeah. forgot. <laughs> yes, well, you can blame me. Uh, anyway, that's something to watch out for. Uh, the hoodies are, you know, and we also, no one talked about this much yesterday, but uh, unbeknownst to a lot of us, because we weren't told by the media, it wasn't promoted a lot, we actually had a bombing raid, or, you know, I'm sorry, Israel went 19 miles into Lebanon and dropped bombs. The farthest, yeah. the farthest north They've gone, I guess, in this entire war area, you know. So it would look like if they keep doing stuff like that, I wouldn't be surprised if Lebanon goes to war with uh, Israel. Well, it's, it's yeah, no, I was just going to say, is it a question of if or when that yeah. uh, all hell breaks loose and we go to war? Well, it, it's you know, they have uh, Hezbollah. That's what the problem is. Hezbollah is based in Lebanon. And uh, I guess they're being uh, Hezbollah has been throwing stuff at the Israelis, and I guess Israel has said enough is enough. And you know, Joe Biden at first, Joe Biden came out and said uh, we're staunchly behind uh, the Israelis. We we think they've been wronged. And mm. then somebody said, but wait a second, you know, uh, you got to walk both both sides of the street, Joe. You can't you can't be so strong with your stance. You have to. You have to embrace both sides. So Joe, Joe embraced both sides. He would say, "We're behind the Israelis, and we believe in Gaza too." What? You know, that's the way this guy, these people think. By the way, they are the left. Have some of the dumbest politicians out there. Um, they don't have a spine. Look what they did with Afghanistan. Their answer to the Afghan. By the way, someone asked Joe recently about what you, what your thoughts were on your withdrawal from Afghanistan, and he thought oh, he, he thinks he did a great job, Bill. He thinks yeah. he did a, to this day. He thinks he did a great job getting out of Afghanistan. You know. Well, he can believe what he wants to. Um, you know, we have I all just, those. What thirteen servicemen died? You never hear about the. I think it's like 30 service people who were badly injured because of the the explosions uh, that happened that, that killed those 13 people. You know, you never hear about the injured. They're like no, collateral yeah. damage. Well, we could go on and on. Yeah. Uh, we By have, the way, the latest poll, I was going to say the ahead. latest polls show Trump way ahead of Biden. Uh, was it nine points, you know, Bill? Yeah, he's uh, nine points ahead. Even Democrats traditional voters are going over into the Trump column. So I, I found that interesting. Um, and Bill, we're still, what, nine months away from the election or something like that? A lot of things yeah. can change. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And they're going to throw everything they can, even the kitchen sink and yours and mine too, to try to sink Trump. You know, but uh, and I also noticed in the news, it seems like uh, the whistleblowers, against Biden and Burisma and all of that, they seem to be getting arrested. Now, anybody that's that's, uh, you know, pointed out the bad of Joe Biden. Right. Is now under the uh, under the eye of the FBI and they're arresting people for how dare you say something about oh, our he, beloved commander in chief. You know what seems to be the case? Have you noticed this? 
uh, the people on the left, the Nancy Pelosi's, even people like Stephen Colbert and Joe Scarborough seem really nervous about the fact that Trump might be president again and might come after the the people who have lied about him and caused, you know what I'm saying? He may, they think he may take retribution. He may be vindictive. Well, you know, when you're stoning somebody in a, hall, uh, in a hole and that person stands up yes. and is climbing out of the hole, Uh-oh. Um, they're like, oh, uh, this could be bad. <laughs> this could be bad news. So who the hell knows? It's just. Um, but, you know, they even asked Trump in that thing yesterday, that uh, that that town hall he had. Mm-hmm. Um they asked him about uh, one woman said, "Well, we, we what, what do you say to the women who uh, who like your your policies but uh, don't want you to be vindictive or don't?" And Trump said, "Look it, judge me on my success. I'm gonna. I intend on going into office and making our country better again and being successful." But he didn't answer the part about. Uh, retribution, <laughs> you know, and I, there are a lot of people on his side who think, you know, this guy has been stoned, and like you said, and he's been uh, he brutalized for four years, and and if he gets into office and is in a position of authority, and he can bring some justice, I don't believe it will be, un, you know, like random. I think if he does something. Uh, it will be because these people did something that was illegal and they are finally being, you know, brought, they're finally being uh, brought to justice. You That's, ever have a noisy neighbor? Oh, absolutely. Any guy who lived in an apartment has had one, right? Yeah. Well, usually noisy neighbors are, they make more noise than you ever can. So when Trump gets back in by a majority, do you not think that the Democrats won't rally the ones that are out there and make make the noise for twice as many? Yeah, you're going to see a lot. You remember the Antifa riots of uh, 2020? No, yeah, hell's going to break loose. They're getting the the bricks and the uh, stones and the frozen bottles of water. They're getting all that stuff ready because they're going to start doing the same stuff again. The only difference is this time around, mm-hmm. if Trump gets into office, he is going to come down, I believe, with a hammer. He says that he was trying to be, he was trying to be diplomatic because he was going to run again. He was trying to be diplomatic the last time this happened, and uh, he, he he deferred to the states. He has said in interviews that if they do this this time around, he's only in for one more term. He's going to come down with the full force of the federal government. They, these people will stop these riots. Yeah. So, you know, I was reading a story about uh, states that are in trouble. Yeah, there's some 18 states now that are in trouble. Ironically, they're blue states. I, I you know, go figure. Blue I don't know how does that happen. It's amazing. I I don't know. Well, you know, vendors charging Massachusetts taxpayers $64 a day to feed each illegal immigrant, according to a wow. report. So, you know, all the illegals they, they're there, eating good. They're they're eating they're, good. Yeah, are you eating good or are you eating soup if you live in Massachusetts? Tell me true. Well, you know, you know uh, a lot of people in New in um, Boston and New Bedford and Fall River and Springfield and Worcester and Pittsfield and Salem and Gloucester and so Lowell. You know all this stuff yeah. like you're a Google map because yeah. you used to live there. Yeah, but all of these people who live in this city, these cities, yeah. 
A lot of these people are living on streets. They haven't got two nickels to rub together. And yet, oh, yeah, there's, people, there's, a little, uh, there's a little river that goes right by Belmont. And, you know, there, I guess it's Medford there. If I got my geography right. But you see all the trees that are there and everything. But the homeless actually live down on the banks. And, you know, when you get into the populated parts, they have walls put up so that you don't see them. Because, oh, my gosh. I mean, Elizabeth Warren only lives a few blocks yeah. away. And, oh, my God, I can't see. I can't bear to see that. Uh, that's disgusting. Well, some people wonder why would, they live next shopping to, carts. why would they live next to a river? They would live next to a river because uh, they can uh, urinate in the river and they, you know, do all these. I mean, this it's, it's like uh, their bathroom. I hate to say it, but it's true. Uh, I mean, people don't realize that, but, uh, you know, in, in San Francisco, they don't have that luxury. So they literally have maps that they've put together for tourists of areas to avoid so you don't have to step in human waste. Honest to God, it, it is true. I mean, yeah, this is like going back to uh, ancient times. Yep. When, uh, when, and you know what? The only thing, and I guess maybe it's happening, is disease and famine. Uh, that uh, will start plaguing the land because of all these, you know, homeless and immigrants. Hey, you we, know, heard, just... we heard about that uh, story yesterday about the airport that had cordoned off a section, a big section of the airport so the homeless could stay there. And they went mm-hmm. in with cameras. Tucker's people went in there with cameras. And the first thing they said was the stench was overwhelming. And we were talking about this. You know, these people are bringing in, some of them are bringing in diseases that have not been uh, diagnosed. So you go into an airport and you're traveling from uh, one city to another. You walk by that area. What's to say you don't get that disease? You you touch something that somebody else uh, with this disease has touched and you get the disease. You know, a disease you didn't need to get because you they shouldn't have been here in the first place. You know, when, everybody's so concerned about the strangers not nobody's concerned about the citizens. No. Nobody's concerned about you and me. Anyway, hey Bill, we've done it again. We've done we're it out again. Of time. Yeah, we're out of time, my friend. Um, if you want to contact us, 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. I guess people don't want to do the Hasta la Vista baby. We're out of here. Uh they just maybe they're too bashful. Maybe they have better taste. I don't know, but <laughs> but they're not doing it. Uh, well, I'll check it again, but uh, we'll see. It's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and jimandbill at mail.com. Yes, but I know uh, somebody okay. who will say that. Oh, are we talking about Mr. Uh, Dabble is Gavel? Mr. Dabble is Gavel will say it. You know how he says it? Hasta la vista, baby! Well, he would say you're, but I'll say we're out of here! This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. 
seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about it's another day.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>